Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Listen to Ash Valley Sports joining us today and tomorrow because Kerry is coaching in an all-star game, an NFLPA all-star game in Los Angeles, and Kerry will be back with us next week. So Alexa and I go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and our buddy Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider from The Athletic, joins us on 101 ESPN. And we didn't get to say this on the air, Jeremy, but uh, belated happy birthday to son Eli. How was his birthday? Oh, thanks. Yeah, 10 years old. He had a good one the other day. Uh, he uh, went to the Blues game and then was able to uh, come home and open up a, a set of golf clubs. Randy, actually listening to you talk about uh, you know getting them started early and getting the kids out on the course uh, kind of drove me uh, to get up to the golf discount and buy a set of clubs, and now he's excited he's going to get out there swinging. Awesome. Yeah, happy birthday, belated birthday to, to your son. That's awesome. JR, we were reading the first line of your article when you sat down and spoke with Ryan O'Reilly and it gave me chills. So for those who haven't either read the article, which you should go do on The Athletic, or weren't listening earlier, I'm going to read it. Uh, It just stood out to me so much. So it starts as Ryan O'Reilly takes a seat at the Centene Community Ice Center on Wednesday afternoon. He's wearing a St. Louis Blues shirt and a protective boot on his broken right foot. You wonder how much longer he'll be wearing both, which could go hand in hand. I mean, it gives me chills. Walk us through this conversation with Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, we're actually uh, sitting down yesterday at Centene. I'm working on a couple stories with Ryan. We're going to look back at that trade that brought him to St. Louis and interview a lot of people that were involved in that trade. And you know, while I had him yesterday, uh, we were talking about his future. And he walks in the room, and you know, here he comes with, like I said, that St. Louis Blues t-shirt and then also the protective boot and you just think gosh we're a few weeks away from the trade deadline a month away from the trade deadline is this guy the face of the franchise the con Smythe winner brought a stanley cup to st louis is he going to be here in a few weeks and i think that this talk obviously would have happened uh, regardless uh, but now i think there's a little bit of uh, doubt on both sides because uh, you have the injury, the broken foot. Now he's recovering. Teams are going to be paying attention to him when he comes back. What does he look like? And are they going to be ponying up a first-round pick, perhaps, what Doug Armstrong is going to be asking? And if they're not, does Doug Armstrong make a trade? And and I think then when you sit down and you talk to Ryan Alexa and he says they've also had some dialogue about a contract extension, that throws another variable into it. So I think that there's a lot of things going on with Ryan O'Reilly, and that's kind of what captured me as I sat down with him yesterday. Here's a guy that you wonder in a few weeks, a month, if he'll have that same Blues T-shirt on. JR, one of the quotes from the piece that I thought was interesting, and 
he's an athlete, so I get it. But he, he said, I still believe in myself that I can be a very impactful player. I hope I'm here and we have success for many years to come. But does he need to be a top six guy? Or is he a guy that you could envision him being a, a bottom six guy in the th- maybe the third and fourth years of a deal? Yeah, that's the key there, Randy. You said it there at the end. Is I think it'd be in the later stages of a deal if hypothetically he signed a three or four year deal. I don't think that you're going to sign O'Reilly to a four year deal. You know, pay him let's just say five million dollars and make him a third line center starting you know next season. I think it's going to be a situation where he would still be in the top six along with a Robert Thomas. You'd probably still have Braden Chen on that left side. And then you would just let his production kind of dictate where he goes. And I think that's why it's a big question for the Blues in terms of how long do you go with that contract extension. Do you want to be paying Ryan O'Reilly, as I mentioned, $5 million to be a third-line center in a few years ago? A few years, You know, somebody mentioned to me last night that you paid Tyler Bozak three times five. He was making $5 million and He was a third-line center uh, looking pretty good mm-hmm. for you. And I think we can all agree that Ryan O'Reilly probably – uh, you know, is, is a player that uh, brings you more than Tyler Bozak even. So I, I think that's possible, yeah. By the way, JR, I look at every single team that has a chance to make the playoffs, and I mentioned this earlier to Alexa. There isn't a team in the league that Ryan O'Reilly wouldn't help defensively. Regardless of who you are, if you get into a playoff series, there is nobody better they're, they're, he, he's at least tied for first in terms of shutting down the opponent's number one center. A hundred percent. And that's the, the part of his game that he still brings. And that was a part of the conversation yesterday that we were having. I said, hey, look, you know, people out of town, they see your numbers, Ryan. They call me, you know, text me, what's going on with uh, Ryan O'Reilly? And I say, yeah, you look at the assist, six assists, I can't make any excuses for that. The production is down from Ryan O'Reilly. But here's a guy who can defend with the best of them. He won a Selkie. Uh, He can be that player, and he wants to be that player. He wants to be on the PK. So you look around the league, and you see all these talented teams. You can look at Toronto. You can look at some of these others. they got a ton of skill, and they can do that. But do they have a player on their team like Ryan O'Reilly who prioritizes that type of leadership and playing that way defensively? And and I look around the league, and I don't see that. So I agree with you that he could definitely step in and help just about any team in the league with that. JR, furthering the conversation about the Blues defense, and we could take this several different ways, but I know you tried to get to the bottom of this answer when you were in the locker room interviewing not only the players, but then during Craig Berube's media availability. Why are the Blues giving up so many slot shots to the opposition? Why? What, what, what's yeah. going wrong that that is the case? <laughs> It's just incredible. And Alexa, you guys always have great stats at, at Bally's. And, you know, I'm watching the game and I see, you know, slot shots or where the Blues rank or, uh, you know, your analysts will bring it up. And, and it intrigues me. And, and so I go look at these numbers and, and I looked at them the other night. They're just incredible. And, and you watch the game and nobody is in the middle of the ice. And what stuck out to me going in the locker room the other night is it was the first thing out of Braden Shen and Tori Krug's mouth. The first thing Braden Shen said, slots wide open. Krug said, slots wide open. You know, I asked uh, Justin Falk, I said, how can that be? And he said, a lot of times when you have a turnover, the players skate away from the middle of the ice. They'll skate towards the walls. They're anticipating a pass, and then the Blues are turning the puck over, and then now all of a sudden the slot is open because everybody vacated it. Well, that's, that's definitely a great logic, uh, you know, that Justin Falk said. Uh, but that's not the case for all the open slot shots. So for whatever reason, the Blues just have not just done a good job protecting that middle. And, and it, the thing is, when I watch it, 
you look out on the ice, and it's not like there's a guy five feet away. There might be a guy ten feet away, and he's watching. He's puck watching. So I don't have a great answer for you. It's just I don't recall ever covering a team that left it so wide open. JR, you and I, in our uh, media careers, we had such great fortune to speak pretty much every day to Bob Plager and learn the sport from Bob Plager, who simplified it for us. If there's one guy that could use Bob Plager right now, it's Colton Pareko, isn't it? He needs to simplify his game. Yeah, he definitely does. It was tough to watch the other night, and I do realize that uh, he's kind of been the, the poster boy uh, for, for that stuff this season. Uh, but I think it's, it's tough to look the other direction when you're watching him play. Uh, you know, I, I realize that you see the size, you see the shot, and you think, use it, use it, use it. Well, you know, there's nobody, uh, maybe Bob Plager, who could go in and sit in a room with him and draw that out of him. I don't know. Uh, but even if he's not going to do that stuff, he has to be more aware and more responsible and, as you said, simplify his game. That, that's a perfect example, Randy, of what you're saying on that fourth goal by Buffalo the other night. The turnover comes in the neutral zone. He picks up the puck. He takes it up the wall. He's got a couple guys in front of him, and he doesn't get it deep. Mm-hmm. It's, turn, it's turned over. It's back the other way, and Tage Thompson makes it forward enough, and you end up coming back and making a game out of it. So it's hard to say that a 4-0 goal was the killer, but it actually, in this case, turned out to be. And there's a simple, simple play. Easy for me to say. I get it. Get the puck deep, and that goal doesn't happen. So I do think, uh, yeah, he could probably – Benefit from Mr. Plager <laughs> talking to him. JR, with the NHL trade deadline on the horizon, obviously uh, several different rumors being swirled around. You've got Ryan O'Reilly, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, Borchuzo, Grice being thrown in there as well. If you had to make a prediction right now, as of January 26th, how many players from the Blues are moved at the deadline, do you believe? Are you trying to tell me there's a lot of rumors going around? <laughs> <laughs> you must be working overtime, huh? <laughs> oh, you can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere without getting a text from somebody. Hey, did you see this one? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, I do think, you know, depending on what happens with this uh, Ryan O'Reilly situation, he says he wants to come back. And like I said, there's been some dialogue there. I could see a lot of players moved. I really could. Like this situation isn't getting any better. I don't see. And I know that Doug Armstrong is going to take it very seriously, and he's going to want to get this thing in some sort of motion one way or another. And probably the way to do that is to move uh, several of these unrestricted free agents, uh, you know, including Mikola and a Barbashev. So, so we'll see. You know, I, I don't want to say there's time, uh, but there is some time. This stuff tends to not happen until closer to the deadline. The Blues have this long break coming up. So if I were to try to uh, guess what Doug Armstrong was going to be going to do. I, I think that there's going to be more moves than fewer moves. Hey, Jr. Last thing, you retweeted. You can follow Jr. on the Twitter machine at JP Rutherford. But you retweeted our mutual friend General Wilson, who is the best anthem singer in America. Lives out in St. Charles County, and he's done a lot of games over the years. He's done a lot of playoff. NFL games over the years, and you just retweeted that he's headed back to Kansas City to sing the anthem for the AFC Championship game. We had we, we've had him at Enterprise Center. We had him at the Dome a lot for the Rams. He's as good as it gets. So Janerald Wilson is uh, sticking with the big time. Yeah, he really is. And you know, Charles Glenn is a legend in this town. But when General Wilson ever uh, steps to that mic, you get the goosebumps. And I follow him on Twitter, and he often. 
uh, tweets when he's going to be doing the anthem. And the cool part is to see the excitement in his tweets. Like he just got the phone call from the Kansas City Chiefs or the NFL, whoever makes that call, and he found out that he's going to be doing the anthem. And I was just at Arrowhead a couple weeks ago, uh, took Eli and went up there with my brother and his son up to watch the Chiefs play. And what a great atmosphere. I'm sure you guys have seen it, heard about it. Uh, and to think that uh, General Wilson's going to get that started off with the anthem is going to be a lot of fun. So, yep, fun to follow him and, and glad that he's going to get that opportunity. JR, always good to talk to you. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. You guys, too. See you later. That's our buddy, Jeremy Rutherford, from The Athletic. And again, read the piece about Ryan O'Reilly at The Athletic.